This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Shall we begin? cocaine was lost. I need you to go and get it. No, 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 don't eat that, don't eat that. Let's see what kind of effect that has on A bear did cocaine. There was a bear. A bear? It was Hey, that's inappropriate. You're safe. Bears can't climb trees. Of course I can. Apex predator. High on cocaine. Ah! Out of his mind. BFM 89.9, you are listening to Popcorn Culture with Lynn Sharmila and Arvin. So, uh, today we are reviewing a movie that does exactly what its title promises, Cocaine Bear. Gosh, you know, if accurate advertising deserved an award, I think this movie absolutely deserves it. If you want to go watch a movie called Cocaine Bear and you don't get a bear that's high on cocaine that's just going around murdering people, then what else do you want? Honestly, this movie was so stupid, but I enjoyed it so much. Imagine if you saw something called Cocaine Bear and it was about a man named Bear Jackson who is like really, really <laughs> sad and just like forlorn and, you know, reconsidering his role in like the drug trade. Imagine that as opposed to like a black bear who's just high out of its mind. So, you know, when they when when this movie first started making this the festival rounds like a few months ago, do you guys remember? And people were like, oh, Cocaine Bear is going to be this sleeper hit of the next season I genuinely thought it was going to be something about that like some person going through some traumatic episode in their life and cocaine and withdrawal and all of that nope it is literally a bear and cocaine and that movie goes on to win like three Oscars because it's you know (laughs) one of those heavy heavy dramas Um, this movie is not going to win any Oscars Uh, I don't think the Oscars look this way at all but I love this movie I, I love love this movie so much. Um, I had so much fun watching it. I I don't even think it's because the movie is good because it's not, like it's really not. Um, But it's very nostalgic in the sense that I used to watch random movies on on weekday mornings back in college uh, at Cine Leisure when it was open or or 1U, like like 10.30am shows, 11am shows. And I, you know, and, and I would pick the movies based on posters or the just looking up at the screen at some random thing that we're showing. And they were always like cocaine bear. Like this is the ceiling in terms of quality and production value. It never got any better than this. Um, and I always loved it. Six ringgit tickets, eight ringgit tickets before noon. Uh, so yeah, you know, like I, I enjoyed every second of this. It was nostalgic. It, it was that kind of cheap. If DVDs were still a thing, it would be a DVD release. That kind of a movie. Yeah. Cocaine Bear is a movie about a bear who, (laughs) through no fault of its own... It's a film. Yes, I'm so sorry. It's a film. It's cinema. Um, Yes. Uh, Who, through no fault of its own, encounters packets upon packets of smuggled cocaine that has literally fallen from the sky because um, a, a... 
high Matthew Reese smuggler, basically, you know, was shoving bales of cocaine out of a plane um, in order in order to hide it. So the bear gets into the cocaine, um, gets kind of a, a bad habit, and then proceeds to rampage through the, the mountain, um, you know, kind of dragging and killing and hunting down the next hit it can get. Um, and that is Cocaine Bear. It also, because it's a horror movie type thing, um, it features several different characters, all of whom converge upon this mountain and this bear. You've got the um, the drug runners, you've got the lost child and a determined mother, you've got a forest ranger, you've got the people who come to their aid but don't know what the heck is going on, you've got the police investigating the drug people. Have I missed anyone? Ambulance drivers. Uh, those are the people coming to the aid. Lost mm-hmm. hikers. And Did we cover uh, those? Lost hikers and, and, lost um, hikers. and some pop art punks called the yes, Doochamps. Yes, the punks. Yes, the punks. <laughs> yes, I think now you've covered them all. Yeah. What a sprawling ensemble cast. Hey. Of whom anybody could have been anybody cast by anybody and it wouldn't matter. But you know, we joke, right? I actually thought the performances were really good and very oh, funny. <laughs> they were doing so much. They were going all out. For what reason? I don't know. But they were. They really were. Um, I mean, you, you could hear clearly, it. <laughs> clearly Alden Ehrenreich's high point in his career. I mean, Han Solo didn't do it, yeah. but Cocaine Bear will. If Okay, so the thing about Alden Ehrenreich, right, um, is that if you've watched Hail Caesar, then you'll know that this is his perfect register. Like, like this is, is peak Alden Ehrenreich. Not that it's his best performance, although it's a very good performance, uh, but just that this, this is that particular tenor of, uh, that Alden Ehrenreich does very, very well. Kind of funny, but also sad and wry and like weird. So here's the thing, right? I think we can all collectively agree. We have in the show in the past talked about how a good B movie is a thing of joy and pleasure. And Cocaine Bear is exactly that. It is a really good B movie, not pretending to be anything more than a B movie. Um, And in fact, in some ways, completely leading into and and reveling in the B-moviness. And I think that's what made it so much fun. Um, The fact that the actors are all giving it their mostest um, and then, you know, having to like act with like bare paws that suddenly appear in the frame or like entrails being pulled out. And, And to be fair, actually, those parts were really quite horrific. So the movie hits all of its marks really well. And that's because it doesn't set a very high standard for itself. No, it, it sets no standards for itself. <laughs> like like you can see that in the first 30 seconds, you're like, okay, so it's that kind of movie. And an hour and a half, which is the perfect runtime yes. for something like yes. this. Right, right. Um, I actually wanted to ask Lynn this because I didn't know that this movie was set in the 80s. Um, and there's all the, the 80s vibes, right? There's the synth music, there's the old school slasher feel, the clothes, the hair. Um, did that put you off or were you enjoying it? Because for me, it was an added bonus. I was like, okay, super likable decade for some reason. And and I enjoyed it even more. So the Do Champs could not have um, existed in another in another decade. And for that reason, I'm glad it was in the 80s. I also realized I, uh, what my 80s problem is. I just don't want to see the inside of an 80s house. Huh. Or like like a car, you know, but this was mostly in the forest. Um, and yet it allowed people to have like really a lot of fun um, with the wardrobe, with the makeup, with all the rest of it, with the hairstyles. And so because of that, I enjoyed the 80s in this outdoor form where we don't necessarily have to see like bicycles and references to E.T. and just like, OK, you know, it's fine. This is fine. 
Also, it has to be said in the 80s because that's the only way this many people would go to a forest reserve where people knew there was, where, where, and you didn't know that there was a coke addicted bear rampaging around because in today's world, people would tweet about it and then the story would be over. So the children the period, also don't have phones. That's true. So the mm. period setting is actually really quite important. And to add a, to add a layer of um, intellectualism to this film that it absolutely doesn't need. Um, I also really love horror movies where the villain, quote unquote, in this case, the bear, isn't someone you hate. Because, I mean, the bear is just being a bear. Um, it's humans that are the real problem. Humans are the ones who dumped coke there. And that's kind of cool because in the end, does the bear do really horrific things? Do people have hor horrifying deaths? Yes. But then you also don't hold it against the wildlife. No, you're just like, it's just a bear doing bear <laughs> things. Um, Liked it at most points. Like the, it has some really, I don't know, like I got, got attached to it. I started yeah. missing it when it wasn't around. I was worried about its health. I was worried about yeah. it. Yeah. 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 Like, like, is that too much cocaine? You know, you have to, you know, the bear needs to know. Actually, at one point I started doing the uh, weight calculations. Because I'm like, okay, how heavy mm. is a bear? How heavy is an average black bear? And how much cocaine can a black bear consume before it is overdosing? Because it's like swallowing entire, just like entire packets of cocaine, yeah. of Colombian cocaine. Yeah. And also, you know, like the CGI in the movie for the bear, it, it wasn't the best, but it worked. I thought it worked. Yeah. I thought the bear looked like real enough. Uh, whatever puppets or practical effects they use worked. I bought it. Um, the movie doesn't start out looking expensive. So any cheapness that happens along the way, I'm like, okay, I can, I can tolerate. Like, it's not something I would accept in a Marvel movie, but Cocaine Bear was made for like 30 or 35 million. And I think for those standards, it, it looked pretty good. Like not once did I think, oh, that looks super fake for a bear. So the it, it kept the illusion going or the realism going as much as it could. Where the staging of the horror was really well done, I thought. Um, oh, yeah. The cinema that I was in... Um, those of us in the watching the movie actually you know you know the the classic gasping or like like collective like oh my god um yeah that like worked really well i jumped several times um mm. i wanted to shout out a particular scene that is actually in the trailer but the trailer doesn't show it in as stylish a way as it actually is depicted on screen um but there is a scene involving a a bear behind a door and a stethoscope that i thought was framed and done in such a stylish way that um, it almost kind of outclassed the movie. Um, for a moment there, I was like, what are we watching? Is this still Cocaine Bear? Where is Pablo? Um, and then it turns out it, it was, but it was really well done. It was kind of a very cool scene that reminds you that uh, this is not Elizabeth Banks's first film. Um, I think overall, actually, the building of suspense, the build up to something bad happening, the the sort of, oh, there's a bear behind the door. Oh, we know that something's about to happen, but a new character has entered the scene and they don't. Um, all of that was done really, really well. I mean, I feel like I feel like the, the making of this film by Elizabeth Banks, by the cinematographer and so on, um, they understood the assignment really well. I mean, and the music. It has that mm. sort of King Kong music whenever the bear shows up, you know, the pom-pom, and then you, the, the bear's just standing there. Um, perfect score. I, I love the, the score to this movie. Um, the score was done by Mark Mothersbaugh. I think I'm saying that correctly. Sounds about right. Um, mm -hmm. So we're talking today about Cocaine Bear, uh, directed and produced by Elizabeth Banks, written by Jimmy Warden, about a bear that is high on cocaine and going through a rampage. Um, say based on a real story. It based, really happened. But no, it, but it didn't. 
the bear ate the cocaine and then died in yeah, real life. Okay, so it's based, so much. based on the drug throwing and the bear, yes. And then the rampage didn't really happen. Yeah, it's why I avoided saying it. I didn't want to talk about Pablo's sad end. <laughs> so yeah. Oh, man. Um, we're talking today about Cocaine Bear. Let us know, have you watched it yet? Do you plan to? You can WhatsApp 018-789-8899 and tweet us at BFM Radio. Binge Friendly Movies. BFM 89.9. The Business Station. Beth, we should go. BFM 89.9, you are listening to Popcorn Culture with Lynn, Sharmila and Arvin. And together we're talking about Cocaine Bear, uh, which was directed and produced by Elizabeth Banks. It was written by Jimmy Warden. Let's talk about the cast um, because we've talked about the bear quite a bit. And the bear is truly the star. Like you, you don't need much more than the bear. And yet, as we alluded to earlier on, the cast is doing so much. And the cast, by the way, includes like... Emmy winners. Um, we're talking about Kerry Russell. Um, you've got Alden Ehrenreich, whom we spoke about earlier, O'Shea Jackson Jr., Isaiah White Whitlock Jr., Margot Martindale, and of course, Ray Liotta, who is um, such an intelligent piece of casting because you actually could write Ray Liotta no lines and you would still understand exactly who this guy is because you cast the perfect actor for it. I mean, this was Ray Liotta's last on-screen role. Um, you know, he passed away shortly after it was it was made, and uh, after, when he was making the festival circuit, actually. Um, and and I mean this with the most respect. I cannot think of a better send-off for an actor like Ray Liotta because um, that menacing vibe that he's often had but also the sort of nudge nudge wink wink quality of him being aware of his reputation and what he brings to the screen this movie is perfect his role is perfect for him he runs so cold and then he runs so warm and that's yes. part of the beauty of watching a Ray Liotta mm-hmm. it's him and Michael Shannon they always do these sorts of like you you can never like predict what kind of movie they're gonna land in like it's this movie or it's like an Oscar winning movie um, and I also think I love I love how he reacts to the knowledge that he has of what has happened to all that cocaine. And he's in, he's, he's, in, he's in the same level of disbelief as us. He's like, what is happening in this movie? So I love that. I love, I love, all the, I love that they tried in this movie. I love that even despite the premise, the cast tried to do their best and they actually acted through this, uh, through this movie. Um, I will say, though, that for a movie called Cocaine Bear, I expected a lot more insanity. Like the, the marketing for this movie makes you think that, you know, there's a lot of craziness in store, but then most of it is already hinted at in the trailers. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think when you make a movie that's this silly and, and this bonkers with this kind of a plot, it has to be like 10 times the violence, 10 times the gore, the language, the blood, all of it. Um, just like absolute carnage, which and this movie doesn't go there. Uh, there is God, there is violence, there are body parts like flying around, but 
in a post like Game of Thrones and Walking Dead world, like none of this stuff, I think, is shocking anymore for us. So it, it should have gone completely off the rails and it didn't. I mean, don't worry about it. You know about Meth Gator, right? <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Do you guys know about Meth Gator? No. <laughs> because um, in the success of Cocaine Bear, they are now talking about Meth Gator. <laughs> and um, the people who are planning Meth Gator are the Piranha, the Piranha 3 D people. So don't worry about uh, it. If you didn't think there was enough blood and B-movie, you know, nonsense and like ripping apart of things, Meth Gator, it's coming. Okay, set, so, all set. Uh, I kind of blame the movie's need to build a coherent storyline um, for this because they're, they're up to about halfway to the movie, right? Like there's the scene with Jesse Tyler Ferguson, perfectly <laughs> cast, by the Very way. Very well cast. Uh, on a tree, which is like a thing of beauty and awfulness. There's this entire scene with the bear chasing an ambulance, um, which is the best paced scene I've seen in so long in a movie. And you kind of think you know where it's going, but then by the end of the film, the whole mother looking for the kids, um, you know, for me, that kind of got a bit old after a while. And I felt like it detracted from the true um, heights which the film could have reached. Yeah, yeah. Also, like, did the comedy work for you guys? Um, I loved it. I, the comedy really worked for me. Actually, I think the comedy worked better for me than the horror, partly because, um, a, as we're all saying, right, the horror kind of peters out a little bit later on and then you start to miss it. But the comedy keeps going. So to, to the movie's credit, um, even as the whole mother-child thing starts to, to wear a little thin, and I also think it's partly that the children aren't necessarily the most convincing performers, mm. um, even as that is starting to wear thin, it doesn't really matter because the the comedy never lets it get saccharine. I think that that was important for me, that I didn't start to feel like this was becoming a Hallmark movie with a bear. No, I agree. Um, I thought Isaiah Whitlock Jr. was incredibly funny <laughs> as the detective. Um, he unexpectedly, because I didn't think he was going to have so much physical comedy and I thought he did a really good job. There's um, a scene where like, he makes a very weird decision to be in a certain place and you're like why would yes. you have done this yes. how did you do it yes and why 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 did yeah. you think this was the position of power like it doesn't make sense and the the pairing of um alden ehrenreich with um his friend david played by o'shea jackson jr um as well as one of the punk kids i mean it's a trio that you never think would work but they're so funny they're so, so funny. Um, I, I think the slapstick comedy worked a lot better for me. Uh, there's some dialogue stuff and some subtle stuff that's a bit... Um, I thought it was a bit strained and a bit awkward. But when it gets to the slapstick all out running from the bear chaos, then I thought those scenes were really good. Um, weirdly enough, right? I don't think I would recommend this as a cinema watch. Um, I think because of its, its runtime, which is perfect, um, it's the perfect weekend streaming slash Netflix uh, thing because I don't think anything about it is cinematic. Um, I enjoyed watching it in the cinema, but I'm going to say that you know if you need to wait, streaming is like the perfect place for a movie like this. Well, I would say streaming, but then I would add on that if you can do a watch party, I would do a watch party. I think it's fun to yes. watch it with other people. Um, I I do agree that watching it like you don't have to go to a big screen. There really is no call for it. But you should watch it with other people if you can. It's much more fun that way. 
I was just going to say that as well, that um, the one joy of watching it in the cinema was um, when I was watching it, there was a group of friends who had come together and they were kind of sitting together and it was the classic, like grabbing each other, laughing, um, pointing at the screen experience, which I imagine would be really fun if you went as a group. Oh, this is such a group viewing thing. Mm. Like it's, it's made for that. Um, yeah, I, I can see myself watching this again and again, actually. Like if I caught this in the middle, like somewhere on TV um, or if it was on streaming, I, I think I think I would watch this a bunch of times. It's so easy and it's so fun. Me too. I'm, I'm kind of hoping that this opens up the, the doors for weirder, um, weirder original B-movies. Um, it might be the year for it. I mean, Megan came out and, and it kind of falls into this category as well of being perhaps more clever than it needs to be, being a better movie than it needs to be and surprising people with that. So I'm hoping for more in this vein, like fewer fewer mega, mega blockbusters and maybe a little bit more going to, to loving this sort of movie. That's exactly what I was thinking. I was um, missing this level of movies, actually. The movies that you described as like would have been on DVD, you would have decided to watch on a random day. I don't think many things occupy that space anymore. No, they tried to do it with Idris Elba like a couple of months ago with that lion. That movie. lion one, yeah. yeah. Oh, yes. And no one cared. Um, because that it took wasn't itself funny. too seriously. Exactly. Cocaine bear and what is the other thing? Meth, 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 gator. meth gator. Yes, let's go. Let's yes, go. <laughs> I am ready. We'll be back here, you guys, for Meth Gator. Don't you worry your pretty little heads about it. Um, we have been talking today about Cocaine Bear. Let us know, have you watched it yet? Uh, are you planning to? You can WhatsApp 018-789-8899. Uh, you can tweet us at BFM Radio and write to us at movies at bfm.my. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.